0: happy friday everybody and welcome back to brown bag bets powered by bets we are your daily dose of quick and handicapping and sports betting picks i'm alex christensen and joining me as always mr andy Mulder. and to bring you a jam-packed friday show add a couple extra sports we're triple teaming it today mr matt rooney in the house there he is looking good but we'll start with you andy and mr mock drafter you did pretty good huh
1: yeah the huddle report is one of the it's kind of the the known site that they grade mock drafts they don't grade mine personally they grade the top 100 apparently i i guess you can apply maybe i will i've done well the past two years but you get a point and everybody can use their system and do their own grading it's not like it's some kind of you know clandestine secret society but you get a point for getting a person in the first round right like if you said i think this guy goes in the first round and he does you get a point. And then you get two points if you pick a guy to go to the correct team. So like Walker to go first overall to the Jags, it's worth three points. And I think the best, the winner this year was 48. It was a tough year last year. Some people did get into the 50s and Andy ended up with a 42. So I didn't feel too bad about that, especially considering how bleeping stubborn I was about not putting Aiden Hutchinson second, even though I knew he was going second. So there's two more points I could have had maybe four if I get sauce in the right spot. So I'm not too far off. I felt like it was a good mock. Uh, VR was right there. I think he had 41. Solik was right there. So some of the guys I talked to and that did some mocks ended up with some pretty nice scores. More importantly, the money was there. Once Walker went, I was in the black no matter what, but it's, it was a fun draft. Did you guys watch like how fast it went? I don't think I remember a draft. Just like, I noticed trying that, to keep up
0: lights me. I
2: noticed that this year though I like I liked it better that way it was like it felt like the picks were going by any like the best thing they did was change that you know a couple of years ago they moved it from 15 minutes to 10 minutes but now it just seemed like they got they actually announced the picks within 10 minutes instead of 10 minutes and then five more to actually announce the pick I, I like the pace of it yeah
1: no it was the only thing was it's uh I didn't know it was going to be that fast. And before I knew that it was that fast, I said, Hey, I'm going to do a, uh, a tweet thread of all the picks and I'm going to grade them expecting <laughs> time I'm just, I have Twitter up on, I had, so I had to almost keep one Twitter window up just to keep that thread, getting it ready, which kept me from other DMs. So i had to open like three Twitter windows. I was on my phone too. I was, I was like in my own war room. It was a, it was an exciting time. A lot of people reached out, said they had good drafts because of some of the stuff they heard on uh, the deep dive we did the other night and the one before that so congrats to anyone who did anything with the, the London to Atlanta thing even though Atlanta went to London last year so maybe a little bit of a connection there And yeah, London at eight was, was a really nice one for some people. I know some people got some nice numbers on that under 10 and a half London to go ahead of Hamilton. There was a hundred ways to attack that. We attacked them all. So beautiful, beautiful, beautiful night. And my, my Vikings got a a safety in the last pick. I don't know. They need defense. That was a weird trade. It it was, but they have another pick coming up at 34, which we'll get Mm -hmm. into. Um, your Bears didn't pick anybody, and no, Alex, I know I, I know you're not a big Eagles fan, but you are from Philly. They made it. They made hay. Like they the had Jets, a great night. The Jets had a really good night, but the Eagles, if you count stuff that happened outside of the draft, the Eagles really, really cleaned up. Love, love Quay Walker. Obviously, love AJ Brown. Like, good, good job, Philadelphia. Honestly, the Giants did good. Like uh, the Cowboys, kind of have to be worried a little. Those teams are. Was, uh, yeah. those teams
0: are adding. It was, it was a good night overall, right for the um, NFC East. You look at the Eagles. You know, they finally. Uh, that's going to. That went from a mediocre receiving core to a good receiving core overnight. I mean, that's to pick up AJ Brown. You get to put him next to Devontae Smith. That's going to be a lot of fun. I can still finally get to see. You know how good Jalen Hurts is. Um, uh, that'll be kind of interesting. I can't remember that it was the defensive tackle they drafted. I mean, he looks just like a perfect Jordan Davis. Yeah, that's what I meant. He's gonna slide right in there. That's gonna be fantastic for them. So good draft for the Eagles overall. I mean, it was fun. I mean, it's mostly fun because I think we had like four of the first five picks kind of nailed down. So at that point, it's good. But yeah, Eagles fans on the radio—they're excited this morning. We've got receivers in Philadelphia.
1: Yeah, no, you—that's something they've bitched about for years. And yeah, I I said Quay Walker. I meant. your guy there, the Jordan uh, Davis, Jordan, Davis. Jordan, Jordan Davis. And, and not only that, like it was a very shrewd move because Jordan Davis was highly linked to the, uh, to the Baltimore Ravens at 14. Like if, if they didn't move up, they weren't getting him. So not only that, they, they cucked another team by jumping up. I love that when they go one spot ahead and get him. <laughs> that's just, that's just a fun move. So a couple, I'll get into it because we've got picks in like seven different sports right now. So I'll get into it tonight. Uh, Cook. Running back, under, I have 15 bets somehow already for the the second, third, and fourth round. And some of them are off the board. Some of them are from yesterday. But Cook, under 69, under 68 and a half. I don't like doing this with like this position, but he's been linked. Drew said it the best. I'll give Drew the credit here. Um, although I'd already clicked on it anyway, based on somebody else playing it. He's been, he was linked a little to Kansas City, who maybe was gonna fill this need in the first round, did not. They have a pick before this. There's some other people playing this. This is gonna come down, I think. So Cook under 69 and then the Willis under 35 and a half at minus 110. I'm I'm gonna see if that's even available anymore. I know that's there's been some heavy, heavy, heavy steam on just him to go. 34 there's talks of a trade there's talks of you know people know he's going at 34 already I don't know if that's true I'm not sure if you can find this anywhere I played under 35 and a half in a few places there's talk of either Minnesota is taking him at 34 or they have traded to a team that likes him it is that is maybe the most unique part about this draft we only had one quarterback in the whole first round very, very, very weak quarterback class. So Willis under 35, you can still find it. Or if you can find a rogue number on him to go at 34, I know that's down to even money or off the board at some places. But if you have a maybe a, a lagging paperhead, those numbers started at 15 to 1 this morning. So that got bet uh, to the bejesus belt this morning already is what happened. If books thought they weren't going to take action on round two stuff, they were dead wrong apparently. So... I'm excited. I'm pissed that it doesn't just start at noon. Uh, got to wait till 7 Eastern. Yeah, so it's going to be told. I know this this round will go even faster, but this is going to go pretty late. And I got I got a Timberwolves game to watch tonight. Why
0: so. compete with all that other stuff? You could own Friday afternoon. It's Friday. Get on there. That thing should start at like 2, 3 in the afternoon.
1: Exactly. I'm worth it there. So. NFL I mean, it's fine. It just annoys
0: me. It causes me more aggravation than anything. It it
2: annoys me how much it controls my life and just still owns me, despite despite how often I want to say it doesn't.
1: (laughs) we wouldn't. wouldn't, uh, Yeah, we wouldn't bring Matt on here and let him get away with not betting hockey. Even though when I did, I said, "Hey, like, can you even bet on these games? Like, or should you?" I know there's so much, and I, I won't get into that if we talk about the annoyance of the NFL. The annoyance of the NHL and how they seed and put together the playoff uh, matchups based on these divisions is fucking stupid, first off. It really creates a lot of dead games. Mm-hmm. But you found some you found some props and bets anyway, so we'll let you yeah, rip at this they, last day.
2: They did this, whatever it was, like five, six years ago to try and make like divisional rivalries seem to mean more but I think what it's kind of done is just make these playoff matchups like redundant. Now you don't ever it, the, uh, the central division doesn't play the Pacific division in the playoff. Most, most of the time now, unless it's a first round matchup versus a wild card, that's usually a plot or a conference final, obviously, but you, you don't see those like natural rivalries start to form like a, like a Blackhawks Canucks rivalry was like 10 years ago. Uh, so that's annoying, but yeah, th- there are some games on tonight's slate. The whole league is playing, um, and yeah, like Andy was saying, didn't think there was much to bet on. I found a few things, uh, took a Homer prop that I like. Love it. And I also have a a favorites money line. The, the Homer prop has some, has some likes to it. Uh, I'm going to start with Patrick Kane's over three and a half shots on goal at uh, minus 118. He, they're playing in Buffalo with his hometown. He has played pretty well against the Sabres and especially in Buffalo throughout his career. He's got 25 points through 19 games and has 81 shots on goal. Uh, in 19 career games against Buffalo, so that's 4.2 shots per game. Uh, obviously, their last game of the season, things haven't gone very well. Uh, I have a feeling Patrick Kane's probably going to want to end the season with a little bit of a little bit of a show, or at least try to put one on. I think you'll see him rack up like five, six, seven shots on goal tonight because he's one of the only people that actually can play very well on the Hawks. Uh, and then a, a money line parlay of some favorites here. This has been bouncing around anywhere from the parlay itself has gone from like 240 at times to 220, back to 230. So right around that range is where I like it. But the Lightning, uh, they're trying to avoid a loss tonight and a Bruins win. Lightning. gives the Lightning a first round matchup with the President's Lightning. Trophy winning Panthers, who we've talked about on the podcast. Hockey fans know they're, they're really good. They're probably the best team in the NHL right there with Colorado. Lightning are going to want to avoid that. A win tonight gives them that uh, win tonight, possibly a uh a point so if they get the overtime possibly but a win tonight secures that uh they will not see the panthers in round one they are at the islanders the islanders haven't been very good this year so the lightning motivated i like them the blues are at home against a vegas team that has just kind of been completely demoralized over the last few weeks they've had a terrible second half of the season since the trade deadline since the all-star break uh they missed out on the playoffs with a thanks to a shootout loss to the blackhawks a couple nights ago for the first time in franchise history, so that's a a down team. While the Blues, it's it's an outside chance, uh, but a, a win tonight and a wild loss at home against Colorado gives them, I believe, the tiebreaker and gives them home ice advantage in that first round series with Minnesota. Uh, so I like the Blues, motivated against a Vegas team that's probably pretty demoralized. And the Stars, with a win tonight and a Predators loss, means they avoid Colorado in the first round. Which is something you want to do at all costs because Colorado is really good. Um, Nashville is the last game of the night they play in Arizona, so the stars play two hours earlier at home against Anaheim, so they have something to play for in that one. They're going to try and win it, obviously, and they're going to do their best to avoid Colorado. Uh, whether or not they do uh, will not be decided till later in the night. So since the since they don't know their fate till after their game, you expect them to come out pretty motivated. So three teams, three pretty heavy favorites, uh, all close to like minus two hundred, minus one eighty. I really like those three tonight and pretty good payout there, plus 225, plus 230. I can dig it.
0: Everybody's playing in the NHL. Quite the opposite dynamic in the NBA, though, Andy. Just one game.
1: All the the series got over. Like, uh, uh, games fives and games sixes, if they were elimination games, they did not go right. And some asshole in here thinks that trend continues.
0: (laughs) You're not going? You're not going to go down there, fight your way
1: down? I mean, how uh, bad is
0: it? Is it three hundred bucks just to get in the building?
1: Yeah, it's expensive. It's it's more it's more than game. Which game did I go to? Game four. So yeah, yeah the the it. tickets are considerably more than game four, and they've switched the time a couple times now. And my mother in laws coming to town, so I should uh, I shouldn't be that guy ah, I gotta head out of town. So I will just watch it this <laughs> evening. Hopefully she's uh, back to her hotel by then. But, yeah, the draft and the Timberwolves game, kind of a good night, kind of a good Friday nice night. Nice night for Andy. I, I picked up some beers yesterday for the draft. I have some left over. so But uh, I'm going to get excited, and I'm going to cheer the one time, I guess, to cheer against noobs. You know, unless <laughs> it's late, and my team's getting the shit beat out of them, then I, I will hope they don't uh, screw it up for you.
0: I understand. I just think it's going to be a tough sledding for a Minnesota team that has really just enjoyed some outlier performances from Memphis. You know, Minnesota wins the first game while Memphis shoots only 45% for the field, 26% from three. We started to see some things balance out. The other Minnesota victory, they have a free throw advantage of 40 to 25 and still only win that game by one. But Things are starting to balance out a little bit. In general, though, it's been a great series, and there's a lot of variance here. As much as I like the Grizzlies to win this game, you know, I'm going to take a minus one and a half. I'm closer to minus three and a half, minus four. But you look at this series, every other series in the playoffs has you know, a pace generally in the 90s, maybe a game or two where the pace is all the way up to 100. But the Minnesota-Memphis series is absolutely an outlier. 105, 102, 100, 103 at a pace as high as 107 last game with at least 20 turnovers in every single game. The ball is moving up and down the floor, and it just leads to a game where a lot of crazy things could happen. But as I look at the series and, and start to go back to watch some of the games, the Grizzlies have figured a few things out that I think they really got a handle on things in the last game they finally went back to doing a better job with turnovers, doing a better job, offensive rebounding. They had 18 more possessions than the Timberwolves. And I think we see something similar to that tonight. Maybe Minnesota at home can put up enough points to keep this thing interesting. But I think the Grizzlies finally have gotten a little bit of a hold on this and close things out tonight. So if you want, take the money line. It's minus 120, minus 125. But don't be a coward. Play the point and a half. It's fine.
1: I like that. Don't don't be a coward. And that's kind of the that's kinda of it though. I would never take the money line here. I'd sell it to two. I did. I played
0: two at, at minus one oh five, but everyone else has one and a half. That's I, I
1: was I was gonna say that's noopsian to do that too. So uh golf is being played apparently. Didn't catch much of it. Dan has been watching it, he says it's pretty bad too. I got one and one in <laughs> on the daily stuff yesterday. My um My regular stuff. Is this
0: what I should be watching this afternoon?
1: uh, no, no. My matchups are doing okay. It looks like it's just a (laughs) break-even tournament, which should be just fine. Let's stick on it. Oh, I don't. Although I did, uh, joking, not jokingly, I put, I just put fifty bucks on it. But it was John Rom at five to one to win the tournament, parlayed with the Dallas Mavericks series price after game four, which was like minus one thirty. So. I have like a I have like a John Rom nine and a half to one. So I'm i I'm, I'm forced to cheer for John Rom to win this tournament at this point because the Dallas Mavericks have moved on, so I have a nice ticket on him. That said, I bet against him today anyway, because this is a price I can't <laughs> I can't agree with. Like he's the best golfer in the world, he's great. It's been a little rough for him lately. I'm gonna start with the second one, but Aaron Wise shot a 65 yesterday, and he looked good doing it. He, this is a, it's gonna be a little more difficult in the afternoon. We saw that the winds do kick up here in the afternoon in Mexico. It's not crazy winds, but there's a big difference from morning to afternoon. And just I can't quite get to plus 155. Rom should be like a minus 125. I don't know. Maybe maybe not even that much. Like he's playing great. It's just a really big name. If you've, um, our friend from the golf Slack chat, AD, he's just been betting against Rom almost, not all, not blindly, but almost blindly for the season because he gets so much respect in his name and just all it takes is losing one or two matchups and you get big plus numbers on him. It's been working out, so I'll cheer for Rom to be okay today and wise to be a little better at that price. And then Wyndham Clark, I have not understood the love for Wyndham Clark. Not Wyndham. Uh, not Wyndham Earl. Oh my God, is that a was that a Twin Peaks reference?
0: It it was, yes. Oh, I, I think I've done this a couple times when we talked about Wyndham Clark when he pops up on the show once or twice a year. I can't but help myself. The only other Wyndham I know is a hotel. I think
1: I haven't. Uh, the town next to me growing up was named Wyndham, Minnesota. We were uh, combined with him for some sports, so spelled differently. But this Wyndham, I think he stinks. Like uh, I I don't know my num my numbers just don't. <laughs> So saw, yeah, from a from an analytical standpoint, I think the guy sucks at golf, but uh, the market has not agreed with me on that. I'm looking what he shot yesterday. Why doesn't Control F want to work? Oh, it's loading. I made it complicated. Up. I think he was like
2: three under yesterday. Wyndham Clark was. Yeah,
1: he he shot three under. I think he had the he had an early tee time, so he got to play it in the in the morning there, and. CT Pan's kind of been my my rock lately. This guy is playing well. I've bet him a few different places, and he just uh, approach game god. He's he's a good second shot guy, and getting this price basically it's even. They have some heavy overlay on golf, so that's like 116, 114. So he's just a slight favorite, but I love that one too. So Pan over Clark and Wise over John Rom plus one fifty five, and that'll be it for golf. Taking it pretty light.
0: I can dig it. I like it. Now, we're going to continue back in the order here. Sports that, I mean, is there afternoon baseball? Can I watch baseball this afternoon, Matt? Uh, probably somewhere, I would
2: imagine. I, I <laughs> honestly didn't quite look at when the game started. I would imagine Let's there's see. probably an afternoon game somewhere. The, the Cubs aren't at home, so that's not going to be an Ugh. afternoon one. Uh, yeah, probably. Your Phillies, though. Your Phillies are on a little bit of a roll. I think I, I think I sparked them on Tuesday when I picked, them, picked
0: that over and said the bats were going to wake up. They went out and swept the Rockies. I can dig it. The weather's getting nicer out here. And I did look. It looks like they're all stupid night games. Nobody wants anybody to watch anything on Bummer. TV this afternoon.
2: I don't know why. Give us some, give us some afternoon sports. It's basically summer now. But uh, lighter on the baseball picks, I'll be totally honest with you. Kind of forgot I had baseball picks on this show. Thought it was just hockey. And I, I came up with one here later, obviously going with the White Sox. Uh, they host the Angels tonight, uh, beginning a four-game series. Going with the first five, under three and a half. Uh, both teams aces so far this year on the mound. I know Shohei Otani is the the big name, but Noah Syndergaard's been fantastic. He's been probably their best pitcher so far this year. Uh, he's on the mound for the Angels. The Sox haven't hit very well this year. Lucas Giolito's on the on the mound for the White Sox. He was really good in his return from the IL against Minnesota the other day. He's really good in his opening day start. He's pitched well against Anaheim throughout his career. Weather's still kind of cold, so I, I like the first five under there. Um with two aces on the mound cold weather anaheim hey anaheim are they los angeles the los angeles angels of anaheim i now. think, Which one I think
1: it? It, no i i think it's just back to la i don't even okay think it's the la, LA of anaheim.
2: whatever they're playing in chicago now they're not necessarily they've been playing out west all year so here's here's a little bit of cold weather to go play in um i'm, I'm expecting a slow start to that one and then i i did uh, i didn't get it on the graphic but i do have a, a total bases uh, prop in that one, Jake Berger, who is the White Sox uh, like rookie third baseman. He's been filling in for you on Moncada so far this year. Uh, one of their better prospects headed into the season. He's had a very good start to the year. He's had a really good last couple games, uh, gone over two, uh, two, total, two or more total bases. Um, in the last, uh, three of the last four, and he's making really good contact with the ball. It, it seems like that ball is kind of deadened a little bit to start this year, yes. and he's been hitting he's been hitting that ball to the warning track quite a bit. Uh, he still has a couple home runs, but he's been making really good contact, seeing it really well. Um, and, and in a lineup that's struggling but has a lot of big names, he's often one that pitchers forget about here and there. Uh, so I like him at almost two to one to go over that two plus total basis. Mark, it's the, the value there with how he's hitting the ball. It's, it's a, it's a no brainer to take for me. Take it. I like it. So I gave you an under, but I balanced it with a, with a two to one total basis prop.
1: Yeah, I need the white Sox to win today. I have one of my survivor teams. And don't do that for now. I just, I just They'll be fine them.
2: eventually, but it's just not, it's not good right now.
1: I know. Oh, well, I mean, I, I put my whole survivor thing together. Before the season starts, that's the whole point of how I do it. So, I kind of expect some teams to at least hit a baseline of, and so I have three three entries, and it was two with San Diego, which is already advanced, Mm -hmm. one with Chicago. So I might take my first strike of the year with goddamn the White Sox, who are sitting. What are they? Couldn't beat the Royals at home. Uh, that's the part. Like I. I really really expected that part to to kind of uh, go a little better for me here. Let's look at let's leave the pool info. Pool rules. Weekly pick summary. Like who has the White Sox. I am just looking for the White Sox record so far this week. Yeah, they're one and two. two got to right have here. the got to have this one tonight otherwise we need a weekend sweep. So, cheering for the White Sox that never feels good. Gross. Gross. And uh <laughs> like I said, we had six Six sports we're going to bet Football, on today. hockey,
0: basketball, Close it golf, out. baseball.
1: Close it out with tennis. Odd
0: shape balls, big balls, pucks.
1: Fuzzy balls. Not fuzzy balls. Yeah, and uh, Bunch an, of old, today. an old favorite. I am excited when I saw this slip.
0: Uh, it looks like Coco Goff overs are back. Unfortunately, we She's didn't bad. get it in, in, the, in the first round. Um, you know, had her against Schmedlova, Thought Shmedlova could put up a little bit of a fight, but we're going back here. Goff, Putin, Seva, over 21. Um, it might be 20 and a half. It might be 21. Go ahead and play it if you want to sell it up to 22 for plus money. Do that. Thought about playing over two and a half sets. The best price I saw there was plus 160. I was hoping for something closer to plus 170. If you happen to find a plus 170, you're better. Go ahead and take over two and a half sets there. Um, golf has been playing very well. My only concern really here is that. Goff just continues this ascension on these courts where in altitude her power translates a little bit better. Uh, you know, maybe this is a blowout, but Putseva is not someone who generally gets rushed, run off a court, even when it's a much better player here. I think we're looking at least one seven five, maybe a seven six there in the first set. We'll probably look to play some set overs live, but like the total there. And then is Stremska. Now, this one's 21. 21- juice to hell or 21 and a half. Maybe about standard juice most places. See if you can find a 22 at plus money. buzkova Yastremska matches tend to go very, very long. Another spot where I thought about taking the over two and a half sets, but just couldn't find the price that I liked. mahova Benchich over 21, should be 21 just about everywhere. And then a big dog here. Didn't get Dodan this morning. She couldn't quite get things done. More competitive second set against Rabikina, but needed a little better in the first. Either way, we'll go back to the well here against Ekaterina Alexandrova. Uh, Alex a very good player, someone I've backed a lot over the years, but generally doesn't play this well on clay, and for whatever reason, her slur, I'm sorry, her serve is clicking really well this week, and just seems to be getting a lot more credit than I think she deserves. Patizaz Diaz is someone who's done very well for us, we've backed her as an underdog a bunch of times, she's very comfortable on clay, and very comfortable at altitude, she doesn't mind, you know, kind of the thin air and that extra fitness requirement that it puts on you, so we'll grab her in the money line in the five game. so a bunch of tennis, all of this should be very early tomorrow morning. Again, the order of play is not out, but you know, the earliest season will start is around five AM Eastern. A little tennis that and coffee early.
1: for 80. The oop Yeah. It looks like it might be I wanted to <clears throat> I wanna shoot some hoops tomorrow. But uh it looks like a rainy day in Minnesota, so it might be a shooting hoops on Nintendo or just watching some movies. <laughs> Still I'm getting shot up, so doesn't matter. Caught some uh started started Yellowstone with the wife. She's we're in, we're in a. it's a good show. I didn't catch any of it yet, so I'm I'm still in the first season. No I spoilers, that, guys. Only spoilers. one show that matters. Shit winning time Sunday night. I can't wait for Sunday night. Wait, no week for Sunday night. Really I should replace her. Things. Honestly, I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> that was Griffin Hatton says nothing like playing at Heron Lake. He must know the area. Heron Lake. Couple towns over from Wyndham. There's a little town in between called Wilder, which people have stupid jokes about because Wyndham's wild, but you know the next town over. And Karen Lake, man. It has been a long time. You know what they they named their school something weird? You know what their mascot was? The The Quasars. The Quasars. What's a Quasar? It's like a black hole or a stars. It's space. Yeah. The weirdest mascot I've probably ever heard. It's like a trip, one of those triple-A baseball team mascots you would pick, but this was back in the 90s, so I digress. I thank Matt for hopping in, giving us some bonus pick-a-palooza Friday. Alex is always bringing the heat with the tennis. I don't remember if he made an NBA pick or not. Kind of blacked out during that section. <laughs> and uh, best, of, best of luck to me with my golf and NFL. <laughs> Thanks. To me. Hit the thumbs up. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you next week hopefully everything works out for you and yours. See ya.